This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. (whistles) Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. From which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However... When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Knockout takes, Almunia saves, knockout follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Watford are on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Trondini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Hello, you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast, joining us this time round. Once again, welcome back, Damon Lathrope. How are you? All good, thank you, gents. Thanks a lot for having me again. Pleasure. No, it's an absolute delight. It's an absolute delight. For those people who've had a bag on their head for the last year, Damon has uh, commanded, shall we say, or or led, or cajoled, or, or jostled, or whatever word you wish to use, the, the women's team to an absolutely superb season. When we last spoke, Damon, you just won the, oh, I can never get this right, the the Southern Premier League, and it was yeah. in the week leading up to the playoff final versus Nottingham Forest. The last time I believe that that particular game will get played because by rights, you and Nottingham Forest should have been promoted for, 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 for the great work that you've both done in that particular season. But it came down to uh, an afternoon at at Stadium MK, and I think it's worthwhile going into that before we look at the season ahead, because uh, as somebody who was there with with many thousands of others, which uh, uh, at, a, at a women's game, if you'd gone back 12 months before that, would have felt an oddity to say it, but it really doesn't now. It was a hell of a day. How was it from your side, inside the camp? How was everything after? Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a great day, obviously. We'd prepared very well in my opinion for the game we felt very confident going into it particularly having played Forest so recently in the, mm. in the League Cup final so we was very confident we knew what we, we was coming up against in Forest they were a very good team very powerful team but sort of having the, the heads up on what we was coming up against we uh, we felt like we could uh, go out there and really impose ourselves on them and get, get the result we wanted and fortunately it played out that way and I think we got all we deserved in the end, which was really good. And like I say, you, when you work for 12 months for uh, that one common goal of getting promoted and you, you win the league and then you have to 
sort of resettle your mind again to go in this playoff final, which, as you said, is, is no longer going to happen going forward. I feel like the group conducted themselves perfectly and deserved the sort of acknowledgement that they got and the celebrations that they enjoyed afterwards. The celebrations were really something, you know, because you did you did all of the, the photography and everything with the fans as a backdrop on the far side. But as I commented afterwards, that the moment, and this is something that I think has been observed about the, the, the women's team all the way through, you know, their, their, their existence, but especially last season, was the moment all of the photographs were done, everything else, it was across to the other side and share it all with the fans and all coming in with, uh, you know, with all of the kids down the front. And it, it was it was genuinely a completely joyous occasion. I have to ask one question. The ball gets played up. I think if I'm, if I think if I remember rightly, I think it was, uh, I think it was Sophie played the ball back to, to Gemma Davison and she puts, she put a fantastic ball into the far side. How many people on the bench headed that alongside of, uh, alongside of Poppy? Probably everyone, if I'm being honest. <laughs> you can't help but head, head every ball and make every tackle with them. Um, Cause you care, but Poppy finds herself in positions all the time and for, for quite a slight girl, she's really useful in the end. She can, she can sort of go under the radar inside the box. So I was, I was confident that, that she'd take the opportunity, but um, yeah, great ball from Jem and yeah, it was, it was a good moment. It was a good moment and a good time of the game, which uh, really gave them the confidence then from then on to sort of feel their way into the, the rest of the game and see it, see it out at the end. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Obviously, it was it was Helen's, well, almost uh, Helen's final interaction was waiting to come on. The whistle went. Nobody gave a stuff at that point. It was just it, pure emotion. The the achievement, as you say, uh, yeah, of, of, of a season's hard work and and, and celebrated. A Cu- couple of things I just want to get kind of get your your observation on. Obviously, you've been working with Helen. We've spoken about her last time we've spoken. What she can give to a dressing room is is there. She's now moving into the into the GM role, which is going to be great to keep her experience, I'm sure, and inside the the club. What do you think you'll get from her? And secondly, what about the job that Laura did, who I know is obviously one of your uh, you know, kind of assistants and coaches, but she also wore that GM hat last year as well during a remarkable year. Just give us a couple of observations about those two guys. Yeah, Helen's class. We wanted to, we were desperate to keep her around. We knew that uh, playing days were, were going to come to an end at the end of the season for us, but she's got so much to add. Still on the pitch, just more of a voice now than actually on on the pitch so we didn't know what it looked like what position that would be but we was all very very keen to make sure that she was a huge part of it going forward that's materialised into the general manager's role which is great like I say she'll still have she'll still have input she'll still be on the grass at times because she's got too much knowledge and experience to not tap into that and utilise that with uh, the rest of the players but obviously the other responsibilities that come with a general manager's role. We know she's a bit of a hero around Watford and and inside the club. So that that can only help us in building relationships and um, furthering the relationships that we made last year with people inside the club, outside the club. So that's going to benefit us massively. And then, yeah, Laws is, is we have to mention Laura because mm. um, she does a lot of work that goes under the radar, on and off the pitch. She'll be, she don't... I'll say it for her. She had her work cut out last year. She was working every minute of every day to make sure everyone had what they needed, everything was in place, while still trying to um, be on the grass and helping the team on the pitch. So I think 
it's very easy for those kind of people and those kind of jobs to slip in there and maybe not get the acknowledgement that they deserve. So I'm really glad that you said that because she adds so much value. Everyone loves her. All the players know that she'll do whatever she can, whatever is in her power to give them the best experience and she cares about them, which is, uh, in my opinion, the best quality that you can have as, as a as a staff member. You care about the people that you're working with, your players and your work colleagues. She has that in abundance. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And she's been a huge part of the club as it's been developing over over previous years in previous roles. And so, you know, I think everybody who knows and has been following the the, the women's side, you know, either closely or from afar, knows that you know kind of exactly what she's done. But it's absolutely right that she gets a, I, I think, a call out for what what an outstanding season. And and with all of you and with all of your staff and all of the players, a hearty congratulations. Thank However. However, it's football. And as we all know, we get to July um, and everything kind of resets, but with fresh challenge back in the in the championship, which which we know is a is an unforgiving mistress, so to speak. It's kind of it, it goes from sort of being regional for the most part to being national. So there's a logistic thing, uh, you know, in terms of the travel. There's also, and I I read it because there's a couple of excellent pieces with with Damon in uh, in in the Watford Observer with Andrew French. Go and have a look at those as well. With regards to the fact that I believe we're still going to be part-time and the most of the, the the championship if not all of it is is pretty much full-time is that is that correct how do you see the the, the challenge set ahead of us for the season yeah it's huge we're not we're not going to downplay it it is a is a huge jump we are continuing part-time on pretty much the same schedule as we was last year and there's no complaints about that from our end right. first and foremost we'll make the best with what we've got and I'm pretty confident that the time that we see the players will maximise that, make sure that um, we get the work we need in. But it is tough when you're competing against teams that it's their full-time jobs. It's what they do. It's their livelihoods. Naturally, that means the standard's going to be a lot better. The considerations when it comes to sort of fitness levels and recovery times are going to be tough for us because... A lot of our players, they work full-time jobs. They come straight from work to train and not leave until 10.30 later or, or later in the evening, back up for work in the next day. And we're competing against players that are probably been at home resting since one o'clock. Um, so, yeah, it does come with a lot of challenges and it is a huge, huge jump in all sorts of aspects. But it's one that we are desperately looking forward to and we're going to have a right good go at making a good count of ourselves in this league. Brilliant. Just just going back going back to Helen. Is is it is it? First of all, do you have to call her? Do you have to call her boss now after she's been calling you boss for twelve months, or is she letting you get away with it? Yeah, no, no. She 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 knows who's the boss. No, I'm only joking. Of course, she's the boss. <laughs> there you go, Damon Lathrop, Everybody, that's what we like to see. <laughs> no, she's always she's always. There's never been a, a hierarchy, in my opinion. Here, I listen to all the players. Everyone listens to each other. Like I say, status means nothing here, really, to be honest. And um, that won't change depending on your title. So she get treated exactly the same as she was. And I know the way she is as a person, she'll treat everyone exactly the same. So, yeah, not a lot, not a lot changes, to be honest with you. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. So when you come up to that, you know, to, to, to the, the rarefied atmosphere of, of the championship, which we know is going to be competitive. We know it's going to be, you know, difficult. So, I mean, the first thing as a call out is, uh, you know, if you can get down to Grosvenor, uh, Grosvenor Vale uh, and support them this season, the, the 
trust me, the support is never anything other than fully appreciated and indeed reciprocated with both effort and with your team, both on the pitch and at the side, putting in performances constantly. I mean, it's it's an absolute joy. Hi, this is Helen Ward and you are listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. But your eyes, obviously, from what was it, the 20th of June, I think, which is kind of late going into preparing for deciding which season you're going to be into, it turns to recruitment and who you keep and and who you have to let go. Obviously, we saw and we, we covered the players who had been let go in, in a previous uh, uh, in a previous one because, obviously, uh, you know, you, you're taking a step up. That's not going to suit everybody for, for logistical reasons and for playing reasons and for, you know, opportunities for first team and any number of reasons. But you then have to look at how you're going to strengthen and sub subsidise the, the the rest of the squad the, of, of which some of the biggest personalities at the club in playing terms have come from the women's uh, side last season. So, you know, we're not going to cover those. Those are very well known, including the Honey Badger, who we are refusing to change that, 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 that nickname. That's sticking. We're going to make sure that's the case. <laughs> but one player we saw last year who, I must confess, when I saw that her club, that she'd left her club, it was like, oh, we've got no chance of getting her because she was fabulous, was playing in our league, was Carly Johns at Oxford United. Her movement on that penultimate league game on that Thursday night was, I thought, frankly, astonishing. We'll go through each player in turn. What do you think she's going to bring into into the team? Exactly what you said. She's a really, really intelligent player. She's one that I had highlighted last year um, during the season and seen her first hand in pre-seasons just reiterated that to us she'll she'll probably play a big part for us and I wouldn't be surprised if um, she become a real pivotal part of our team because she's her intelligence levels are exceptional her movement uh, her runs and her willingness to do it is is brilliant for us to have in our top line she's technically really good as well like taking the ball she's I think that goes under the radar She's one of the most comfortable players we've got in receiving the ball. And I think with a little bit of time, because she's never played at this level and mm-hmm. the physicality is, is a lot different, I think in time she'll be a, she'll sustain herself at this level, no problem whatsoever. Well, I, I mean, I have to say, I mean, Poppy and Annie, I think, take exactly the same description. And I don't know what level. I think I think uh, uh, Poppy may have played in the championship with Bristol City or not, I'm not sure. 
but seeing somebody what you look at week in week out and, and just see the potential there I, th- I thought that was an astonishing signing the World Cup obviously will, will have been a great flip for the, the domestic women's game in terms of the awareness the Lioness is doing so well you know get, getting through to the final having won the Euros last year all of this kind of momentum and feel good factor goes in but also for me it's the fact that Lucia Leon and correct me on the pronunciation there came in from Real Betis now this is the women's game but we're signing people from Real Betis that's a great thing I like that very much tell us a little bit about uh, Lucia and what, what she might potentially bring yeah Lu- Lucia is uh, a technically an excellent player um, she's played at the top level over here she was at Tottenham um, in the WSL and also won this league with with Spurs going into that league she's captain of her country which uh, uh, is a huge honour and sort of tells you the calibre of her. We're really fortunate to get her, to be honest with you. She was out in Spain playing for Real Betis and um, was coming back to London and had heard good things about the place and the environment, knew a few of the girls, and it kind of uh, all fell into place that she come down, she really enjoyed it, and she'll be she'll be a really, really good addition for us. Well, I, I think I think that your reputation preceding you and your team's work there, probably definitely the case. Uh, Corinne Henson, you talk about, I mean, Charlton have been, you know, in their time, been one of the big names in women's football again. Does she bring in a similar level of kind of experience and something different? Yeah, because is still young and I think she's, for sure, she's got the best football ahead of her. But again, I think and we built a good reputation for having a good environment and having good people and pushing players. And it was something that she she felt would push her career on and what she needed at this time in her career. She's only ever played championship. She's not played any lower than that, so she knows the league. Brilliant. Played plenty of games for a still a pretty young player. And she's versatile. And we know we knew her from previous years in, in the championship with a club, and she was, in my opinion, one of the best ones that Watford had at that time. So to get her, we was we was over the moon. We spoke about when you won the league. Was was Ipswich Town being one of the the, the best opponents that that I, th- I thought we came across? I thought they were they were a really fine team. And one of the players who's come there from there is is Abby Lafayette. She's a Watford girl. Yes, family are local, and she's been at Ipswich for five or six years. She come through their academy setup, um, which is really good, which produces players all the time. Half of their first yeah. come through their own setup. And again, I, I agree. I think they was arguably one of the best footballing teams in the league. And again, we'd highlighted her during the season that she was she was a player that we'd have loved to have in our team. And again, the conversations went well in the summer. She liked the sound of it. And I think that again, with time, because she's still young and she's not played this level, but I think she'll grow to be a really important player and a profile of player. She's a very athletic, technical player and that really fits the bill for what we're looking for. Fantastic. Um, one of the players who left was uh, was obviously uh, Becca Ferguson and obviously Jackie Goldschmidt had an absolute game and a game of her life against Forrest, I thought personally, even even at, at the end when it was like, no, none shall pass and oh, it's a yellow card, that's good. Fantastic game, but she's going to have some pressure put on her by Olivia Clark, who's coming from uh, from from Bristol City. Uh, that that is is that a loan or is that a permanent transfer? That's a, that's a loan. So she's on a on a permanent loan. Um, so it's not a dual sign. She's our player. Yeah, she she won the league last year with Bristol. I think she played ten games for Bristol last year. So she knows she knows the level. She's also a Welsh senior international. So she's played in some big pressure games for them. 
Um, Helen knows her really well, obviously, yeah. from her sort of time and affiliation with Wales. And she's a really good girl, really good character. So obviously we want competition. Uh, they know that they'll get the best out of each other by pushing each other, the two goalkeepers. And that's exactly what we're looking for, to be honest with you. There's no guarantees that anyone gets the shirt and that's healthy. So the two of them will work really hard in training. And I wouldn't be surprised if both of them play their part this year. As as happened last year, you know, um, uh, Ferguson with the with the, with the shirt at the start of the uh, of the of the season, some fantastic displays in the cup, uh, and she kept them. So you know, and hey, let's face it, they both got medals to enjoy, so that's good. Obviously, with Helen going, that's a huge amount of experience to lose from the immediate dressing room, but she's still there. Clever move, clearly. Obviously, with people like Gemma Davison, who's got a wealth of experience there as well. But I wondered if the first two players that we saw uh, kind of noted as signing, or the first two that I saw, which were Coral Haynes and Harley Bennett, whether or not some of their experience is is looking to kind of, we've got a lot, a lot of young players. Are they looking to also counter with, with counterbalance with a bit of experience as well as their playing ability? How, how do you see the kind of the senior leadership groups and will those two be involved? Yeah, 100%. They're, they're two top players. Very fortunate to have them because yeah. they had plenty of offers up. Just just say that. they They're both captains of their previous clubs. They both used to win, and that was a common thing that we wanted to go after. We wanted to go after yeah. players that were used to winning football matches that were competing at the right end of whatever league they was in. When you look at Carly, Abby Lafayette, yeah. Coral, even at Harley, they're all coming from teams that are used to winning. I think that comes with a certain mindset, and that's what we wanted. Um, both are leaders. Like I say they both wore the armband for their previous clubs. We do want their experience. We need players that know the league, that know the level. And they're very, very seasoned championship players that a lot of clubs would have been desperate to have in their in their teams. Fantastic. I'm going to cluster the next three together, but I appreciate from social media point of view, Michelle uh, Agumang will have, will have caught most people's eye because when it was announced that Layla Herbert, Casey Reid and Michelle Agumang were joining on dual registrations from Arsenal, literally just over the fence from, from where you guys are, a lot of people reacted because I think Michelle is considered to be really, really close to, you know, a lot of people saying we, we, we want her included kind of now. Just explain if you would for anybody, people who not not, kind of familiar with the dual registration piece in, in the women's game. And obviously these are, these are three of the younger group who are going to be coming in. What, what, what do you see in terms of that, that and, and how can Watford as not only a successful women's team, but also from the point of view of without blowing smoke up your backside, we saw how players developed last year, how, how Watford can help them develop in their careers. Yeah, the dual sign works for both clubs really well. Um, we've built a really good relationship with Arsenal. They trust us with their best young talent because we took a couple last year and they had good experience and they come on leaps and bounds with us. So they were very keen to continue that. And we were very, very fortunate that they they wanted and we wanted these three players to come and join us because they are, in my opinion, the top talent in the country for, for their age and even older. Misha's already played and scored for their first team in competitive fixtures. All three of them were heavily involved in the in the Champions League um, last year for Arsenal first team, which sort of tells you the calibre and potential that they've got. And again, like I say, the, from, from Arsenal's point of view, we can give them something that at the moment maybe they can't, which is first team exposure right now. And they will even at their young age, be really, really important for us and play a big part 
super gifted players and they're really, really good young human beings, which is uh, exactly what we're looking to get. Fantastic. I think I think prolonged exposure to the environment that you created last year would have would have benefited many. Um, I think Ellie had joined, I think, on a dual registration initially. Um, and and of course, uh, anybody who was at the Oxford United game, the you know, the deciding goal after after your your switcheroo in terms of tactics came from Araya Dennis, which was which was a, a wonderful moment. So making that that special relationship working working for all parties is, is fantastic to see. Finally, in terms of your your team off the pitch, is it is it all still the same group? Have you had any people move out, new people moved in, or is it is it very much a continuation with your coaching team from the side? Yeah, a lot, a lot of the same. Um, a few that for their own commitments that, that they can't do it, our kit lady has had to move on because obviously the commitments in the championship are a lot more than yep. the National League. Um, Sophie Harris has come in to do the goalkeepers. But otherwise, everything else is... Exactly the same. Everyone's um, going to play a huge part. I think we're really, really tight knit group off the pitch as a group of staff. We challenge each other and pick each other up when we need to. And I think that's really key. I think the players feel that as well. They know that we're a tight group and that reflects sort of from the environment that they create themselves as well. Well, it it was it was a pro, I imagine pretty indisputably one of the one of the, the the greatest seasons from the from the women's side last season. You are absolutely where you know Helen when she talks about becoming a sustainable championship club. You are where you want to be. It's going to be a challenge to to, to be there, but I think uh, uh, we and many people will be along for the ride, and we'll be certainly looking to to chat to Damon and, and and a lot of the other people around who are involved and commit themselves so fully to to what is an absolute fun Sunday afternoon uh, when you go down and watch your team and I don't mean that in a uh, in any way shape or form a shallow sense it's been a it, they've been a wonderful team to to watch and enjoy this season and we fully look forward to seeing them kind of uh, move on to to the next stages of theirs and the club's development sir so uh, so the best of luck for this coming season thank you very much mate as you said all, all the support and any support that we get is, is very much appreciated so thanks a lot again Brilliant. And if you, uh, if you hear a fire brigade turning up, that's just trying to get Peter out of the commentary box uh, at the end of a match. <laughs> no, it's... Yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's one thing you need in the championship is, is, is a wider aperture for the commentaries part so I can get up there again. Definitely what you need. Definitely what you need. Damon, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you again. Hopefully we'll do it again soon. Thank you very much for coming on Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. And good luck versus Durham. Cheers, boys. Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. 
Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.